Hello, and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast, where you can learn powerful techniques to change the way you feel. I am your host, Rhonda Borowski, and joining me here in the Murrieta studio is Dr. David Burns. Dr. David Burns is a pioneer in the development of cognitive behavioral therapy and the creator of the new teen therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 30 languages. David is currently an emeritus adjunct professor of clinical psychiatry at Stanford University School of Medicine. Hello, Rhonda. Hi, David, and welcome to all of our listeners to episode 138. This is our part two of um, the series that we're working with Sherry about a horrible experience, trauma that she experienced when she watched her husband almost die from a heart attack. Right. And just to give a very quick summary, last week we listened to the first TEA of TEAM therapy. We went over her testing, and at the end of the session we'll review her testing again. Uh, we, we empathized last E equals empathy. We did that portion of the session. And A equals uh, paradoxical agenda setting, where we brought out the idea. We didn't comment on this last week, but it was another very powerful point that showed how her, her suffering, her so-called post-traumatic stress disorder, is actually, she's not struggling with a brain illness. Her symptoms are a manifestation of what's most beautiful about her, what, 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 are, what's most awesome, awesome about her. And it's my belief that that's the most powerful and unique part of, of team therapy because when you do the positive reframing, you give the patient permission for a powerful, self-loving, self-healing voice to emerge. We'll see if that happens with with Sherry as we go on to the M equals methods. Exactly. And, um, you know, she came up with a, a lot of benefits of worrying and a lot of benefits of, you know, what the worrying and the embarrassment and what the worrying about her husband and the embarrassment about disclosing her tears and her sadness in front of the, the her colleagues showed about her that were really beautiful and really awesome. I, I just kind of fell in love with Sherry. I don't mean in an unprofessional way, but, but I just saw her. She just stole my heart away. And I, I hope it has the same impact on people who hear her on, on the podcast because she was so open, so, so vulnerable. And this is a ridiculous uh, comparison. Uh, and I hate making ridiculous comparisons, but I had just watched a documentary on television about penguins. About penguins? Yeah, and, and the horrible cold that they have to fight against to survive, but the tremendous bond be between the, the mommy and daddy penguin. And after they mate, the, uh, the female, uh, you know, lays an egg and then the, 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 the daddy takes over oh. and has to keep it between its feet for six months, something like that. Oh. And all the males get together in a big group for that six months to try to keep warm and to keep the eggs warm because if the egg breaks, the baby will freeze to death. And meanwhile, the mommies go and go out and they, they uh, hunt in the ocean for, for six months or three months, some prolonged time, to, to, and they get all this food. Meanwhile, the, the men can't eat at all. And they're just waiting, protecting the egg as best they can, huddling together and trying to keep this little egg safe. Okay, David, wait. And why did that show about penguins remind you of what we, the work you and Mike did with? I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming <laughs> okay. to that. I, I'm, I'm coming to that. Okay. And then 
when when the when the mommies come back, they have to walk like eight miles through the snow to find the this you know five thousand men huddled in a circle, and then they they have this way of finding the, their mate. And the sad thing is, this, this one male penguin got bumped or something, and and the egg dropped. Oh. And and it showed him hanging his head as his wife approached, and and how sad. And then she hung her her head. And how sad they both were, and how much love they had for each other, and for this little baby that 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 died. And and when I was working with Sherry, that picture of those penguins and how vulnerable they were, and 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 they how genuine and how sad. And it just it just stole my heart when I saw that on TV. And when she talked about how much she loved her husband, it just it just stole it stole my heart. Yeah. And she did have a tremendous amount of love for her husband. Yeah. And that was pretty clear throughout everything that she talked about. In fact, I, I feel like when you're doing therapy, when you're when things are going well, it's 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 like such a fantastic gift to have a chance to be a therapist. And then when you can help someone change their life, it just it's just mind blowing. Let's should we dive in and give a listen? It's a little awkward to follow that penguin story, but I do have a couple questions okay, I want you to talk sure. about. So um, at some point, you said to share, when you're going through all the, the positive reframing, you said you were pushing harder for her thoughts and feelings to come out. Throughout the whole process, you seemed pretty gentle with her, but that part, you were, you were definitely pushing her. I don't know if you remember it because you haven't seen it in a while, but why do you push people so much harder in the positive reframe section of the therapy that you do? Or that you're teaching you're teaching. I can't us. remember. What was I pushing her about? To do the positive reframing? Yeah. Or? Uh, well, I just want them to see to to see something. I can be very aggressive as a therapist and very very direct. And I think if you have great warmth and great empathy with, with a person, it gives you the leeway to to be more more aggressive. Ah, and that's uh, the strength that you were talking about before about empathy. When yeah, you had that strong therapeutic empathy. You were able to push her in the positive reframe section. Yeah, because I wanted her to see something that she had never looked at that before, namely how. How, how beautiful uh, her what her her suffering showed about her that was just incredibly beautiful and what it showed about her audi- uh, her fear of the audience judging her world shows her her love for them and her her wanting to to be close close to them i i presume that's what i was pushing her to to see i believe so and it was it was you know she summed it all up when she said this statement it's weird that all these positives would come out of something that's driving me nuts and I, that, to me, is the perfect description yeah. of what the positive reframe is. Yeah, and that's what team therapy is all about. That is, I think, my biggest gift or discovery of my career. There have been several things that have been mind-blowing, but I, I think this is the most powerful the powerful of all. When I first learned about cognitive therapy, it blew my mind, and it's, it's incredibly powerful. And it's still as valid today as, it's, as, as it was when I first learned about it, but this is even more powerful. Well, let's change the subject a little and talk about something a bit more controversial. Sure. Exposure. So I think in this discussion, I told you that I would, but before we started this podcast, I told you I'm on another listserv and someone had posted something on that listserv that no one does exposure any longer because it's so damaging to the patient. Yet when you were talking to Sherry about her process resistance or doing, ask you asking her to do something she may not want to do, you said you wanted her to fantasize intentionally about her husband's death. And she said, no. I've had enough of that. I don't like that at all. 
and yet you pushed her to do that. Can you talk about that? Yeah, actually, we didn't do that up to that point. We'll talk about more did we do it eventually, and right. if not, why not, and if so, why. But yes, I, I, it is my position that, that you must get the anxious patient to agree to exposure uh, in order to take them on as, as a patient, because in most cases, not all, but in most cases, the exposure is going to be mandatory if you want to ha- get a complete cure of any type of anxiety. You can't, you can almost never, I'll say almost never, effectively treat anxiety w- without exposure. Now, I've done exposure. I've had 40,000 therapy sessions with people with severe anxiety disorders, and I've done exposure till the cats come home or till the cows come home. I've done thousands of times. I've done exposure with patients and generally extreme exposure because I myself have had to use a lot of exposure. I've had the, the fear of heights and public speaking and dogs and horses and bees and vomiting what? and on and on and on. And and so I, I know how important exposure is, but you've got to do good therapy. Good therapy means t- team therapy. It means you do testing. You, you do perfect empathy, and then you do a, a agenda setting before you'd go on to a powerful tool-like exposure. But most therapists don't do team. They don't do testing. They, they don't know how to empathize. They don't know how to, to set therapeutic agendas. agendas. So they're like cowboys, and they, they come in firing with their new guns, which might be some exposure they heard about in a workshop, but they didn't bother to, to get perfect empathy and trust with the patient. They, they didn't send an agenda to let the patient know this is what we're going to have to, to do for you to recover. Or are you willing to, to do these things if, if I agree to, to take you on? It has to be a collaborative thing involving great trust. And if you just go around throwing techniques at patients the way I believe most therapists do most of the time, you're, you're asking for trouble because you'll run into a patient with borderline personality disorder. Who, who will be secretly angry with you for imposing this exposure on them, and then they'll decompensate as a way of punishing you. And, and it's because well, it wouldn't just be a person with borderline personality disorder. She, she didn't. She, Sherry even said no. And um, and then after you talked to her about the importance of exposure, you you made the point with her. Most therapists, when a patient says no, I'm not going to do this, they stop. Yeah. And I also call that reverse hypnosis. The, the, most therapists are afraid of exposure the way most patients are afraid of exposure. That's why that therapist says, oh, we're not using exposure anymore. It's way too dangerous. That's just the, 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 the verbalization of this reverse hypnosis therapists who get afraid, afraid of exposure. And if you fear exposure, generally the treatment will, will be doomed. Well, you won't do it. Yeah, you won't do it, and then the patient won't have the chance to to recover. It's a highly controversial area, but I have you know super strong f- feelings about it. And if it hadn't been for having done so much exposure, and I, I've never once had a negative uh, re- reaction to to exposure, and that's I think because I've always had good therapeutic empathy because I'm measuring it, and because I'm always putting a lot of effort into setting the agenda. Yes. So what you're talking about exposure is, is necessary, but you're also talking for, for dealing with anxiety, but you're also talking about there's a huge t- amount of work that goes in advance before you do. Yeah. And that's what most therapists don't do. And that's what the team model yeah. really is teaching us. What yeah. To do. We're talking about not just the science of therapy, but the art of therapy. And, and some therapists can learn how to do team therapy. And I think many will not be able to learn it because it does ask so much 
of the therapist, not only in terms of intelligence, but also commitment and, and, and learning something that's really difficult. A lot of practice and the ability to take negative feedback and really refine refine your tools. And my own teaching style has just so radically changed over the years because I've always gotten feedback. I've never had a therapy session, even back in the late 70s, when I wasn't getting feedback at every single session from every patient. And it has radically reshaped the way I do therapy. Well, what I thought was really interesting was the pushing her to agree to do exposure um, and really proved and showed the trust and empathy that she had experienced with you and Mike. And you didn't actually do exposure with her regarding the fear and the worry about her husband dying. You did it regarding her, her colleagues and her fear that her colleagues would judge her. Well, let's get on to that and see what happened. Good point. Okay, that's... Okay, well, you're, you're ready to, to rock and roll here? Reluctantly, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, let, we'll start uh, with some cognitive te techniques here, and you've given us uh, about oh, 10 uh, really excellent negative thoughts, and um, we can work on, cho choose one to, to work on first. They're, they're all really good thoughts, these and the ones on the other side as well. Let's do this, this number two. If he could die in the future so, sooner than like a normal lifespan. Okay. Like well, well, we have another heart attack. Yeah, that's an anxiety-provoking thought. Yeah. Now, um, what let's do here, uh, on, on the back of the daily mood log, you'll see the distortions yeah. there. Uh, he, he could die sooner than normal. Are there any, any distortions in, in that thought? Yeah, overgeneralization. Now, I like what you're saying, uh, and put overgeneralization here. Where? OG. Yeah. You can just put OG in the distortion column. That's one, because if he had one, he's going to have more, and he's going to die, that kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, so that, that's, a good, that's a good call. And why is that a distortion? Well, because it's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, he hasn't had, and he's been great, so it's okay. not necessarily true. Um, by the way, um, would you mind writing down what you just said? Where, here? Yeah, say that's not necessarily true be, because, what, what did you say, that's not necessarily true? Well, because he hasn't had another one, so and it's been more than a year, so. Uh-huh, true, and you say he, he's in good health at this point. He is. The uh -huh. doc said he'd have, this is why this thought is so stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just worked. Yeah, it, it worked. Yeah, right now. I'm going to cry again. But look, let, let, let the, tears the come doctor out. just said to, to us, he has a normal lifespan now. Now, of course, there's no guarantees, but his lifespan is as good as anybody else that doesn't have heart disease. Yeah. So this thing here is just not, it's not true. That's a zero. Wow. <laughs> kind of magical, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that you said there was no magic button, but that's so cool. Uh -huh. This is zero. This is zero. Well, we're done that's with correct. that one. <laughs> now, now, did you notice how fast that happened? That's weird. And yeah. some people, one of the feedbacks I read from the day said, oh, that's fake. You just work with people on a stage. Anyone can do that. It's not real therapy. Is this real? 
That feels real. Yeah, it just, um, it just shocked me that. Yeah. So, it just clicked my head over like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's cool. And I think the reason is, is because of the agenda setting that we have to show that. We're planning an outcome study at Stanford. Uh, one of the faculty members is developing a team therapy outcome study. So we have hope to find out more of the truth about these things. But I believe it, it's because of, of the paradoxical agenda setting. See, see you're a, sm a smart and powerful woman. Thanks. <laughs> and you just crushed that. Do you, do you see what I yeah, mean? It, because you, you wanted to. Uh, but if but they it, I didn't do it with the doctor saying it just. That wasn't enough. I had exactly. to do all the other stuff first. It, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's let's take another thought, thought here. Well, this one, and this one is funny, but I won't be able to feed myself. Okay. So don't, we, we, my husband and I laugh about this stuff all the time, and so do my friends. There's a lot of teasing and joking about it. Yeah. But it, it hurts, and well, it's it, frightening. Well, it's not that it hurts. It's, it's just like, yeah, like when I was single before, you know, I'd go with friends, or I'd go out, or whatever I'd do. And now that I'm Jewish and there's one kosher restaurant, it's going to get pretty sickening eating there every night. Yeah, you know that exactly. kind of thing. So this, and and he he teases me about it too. He says, you know, if I'd have died, you'll starve, kind of thing. If you know, you'll just starve, and I don't want you to starve. You know, and then we laugh, and you know, sure. it's, but it is scary sure. of, of not. And I hate the. I don't want to cook. That's the other problem. It's people say, "Well, you'll learn how to cook." I don't. I hate it. I don't want yeah. to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm with you on that one. I love it. <laughs> so right. let's 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 take a look let's at the distortion this. list. Okay. What are the distortions? And I, I won't be able to to feed myself. Well, it is all or nothing. I'm either going to starve or I'm going to eat something. Oh, I love that. Put yeah, put a a, a a o n in, in right there. I think. Yeah. A -A -A it is for sure that I'll, I'll uh -huh. either starve or I'll eat. I'll, or I'll, I'll yeah. Eat. Yeah. Okay. And what? What are that? That's a great call there. And why is that a distortion? Why is all or nothing thinking? Why well, do we I wouldn't starve. I mean, I do have the good friends. I could hire a cook person. You know. I. You know. I. You know. I could. You know what I? Oh. <laughs> I could do a crock pot because I know how to throw stuff in and turn yeah. it on. That's how I know how to do it. But that's, that's still food. <laughs> yeah. So could you write those statements Which right, one? right? All of them. What you just said. I don't know. Oh, I have that. I have friends. I, I, I have friends. That cook. Uh, that, 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 that that cook. And I can I can do a crock pot. You just throw it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. How believable is that between zero and a hundred? These two things. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a hundred. There's lots mm -hmm. of friends that cook, mm -hmm. and the crock pot. Yeah, it's just I don't want to do it, but I could do it. I That's also a hundred. Uh huh. And now, how much do you believe this thought? It's good. It's gone to zero. But don't let my friends know that. I won't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Plenty of dinner invitations that way. Um, the, um, now I'm going to crank into a higher gear. Now we're just doing what's called identify the distortions and the straightforward technique. 
and you're doing uh, r really well. And the reason this is popping like popcorn again is, is because you've made the decision to, to, to crush, to crush this, this system. Now, would you like to move to a more aggressive role play technique? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, sure. You want to try a gentle one or an aggressive one? You just said aggressive. Well, we can do a gentle also. We'll do aggressive. Aggressive. Okay. Now, um, what is your name? Sherry. What is my name? David. Nope. Well, that's what I'm going to call you because you're David. No, I'm, I'm Sherry. Sherry. Oh, sorry. I'm saying, oh, he's going to tell me to call him Dr. Burns or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no I wouldn't go there. I'm not that bad. I'm pretty bad, but not that bad. Uh, and, 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 and what's his okay. name? He's also Sherry. That's right. That's right. Okay, sorry. I just lost that. That's right. And you guys are going to practice this tomorrow afternoon, but you always have to start out, what's your name, what, what's my name, oh, okay. and explain it. We're going to be the negative uh, yes. part, part of your brain. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, and we're going to try to up upset you. And it will sound a little cruel, what we're doing, but you be the self-loving, powerful Sherry and see if you can defeat us. And we'll speak in the second person. You will say things like, well, you won't be able to feed yourself, you know, you're probably going to get emotional up on stage and things like that. You speak in the first person, I. Huh? What? I'm, I, I just, I don't know how my role is. I know you're me, but what am I? You're yourself and you're going to speak in the first person, I. Okay, so I'm just going to say the things that I can't do or the, these things? You're going to try to defeat us. So let's just okay, do it. Okay, you'll just do it. Yeah, and then if, if you're having trouble, we'll do role reversal. Okay. So it's, you'll get the hang of it really, really okay. fast. In fact, I'm, I'm just going to start it, and then Mike and I will take turns. I'm going to start it where we left off. And could I talk to you for a minute, Sherry? Yes. You know who I am. Yeah, you're Sherry. Yeah, and and I, I'm that negative voice in your brain, and I just want to remind you that that if your husband dies, you're you're not going to be able to feed yourself. Yeah, well, that's what I think. And it's but, true. Well, some of it isn't true though. So part it's it's partly, but it's not all true because I figured out some things that I could do. Mm-hmm. Such as what? Well, ask friends to feed, and they would. They do. They would. I know that. When he was in the hospital, they did. Mm -hmm. And or the crock pot, which I, is the less one I want to do because it's cooking, but I could still manage it. Okay, so who won that exchange? Oh, now I have to cook. Is that right? No, <laughs> yeah, no not necessarily. You, I won. You, you won. Did you win big or small? Big. Big or huge? Huge. Huge, okay. Yeah. And you want to get to huge, and I started, yeah. I knew you could defeat that one just to get you rolling. Yeah, now we'll we do yeah. ones you haven't done yet, and, and uh, okay. Mike will, will carry on here, and then yeah. we'll, we'll take turns, and you can blow us, blow us apart one, okay. one at a time. Hi, Sherry. Hey. I'm, uh, Hi, Sherry, yourself. I'm, I'm, that, I'm that voice in your head. Yeah. I just wanted to remind you, because um, this is pr pretty important, that um, you know, he, he would have died. Yes, he would have. If I hadn't have called 911, he would have died. That's what they told me in the hospital. But he didn't. He didn't die. He didn't. So what if doesn't even matter? He didn't. That's, that's you right. guys are making me feel, I feel, I shouldn't say it that way, I feel helpless because you guys just do this and it's like, it's real, unreal.
Is that neat? It's so neat. Boy. And one of the insights, and I know everyone in the workshop today wasn't sold on, but one of the odd things for me that we've got this new tool is therapy becomes so joyful and so easy, it almost seems like cheating or something. Um, oh, it's weird. Okay. Isn't it's it weird? It's feeling it. In your head, it feels weird, too. Just yeah. Everything just shifts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I believe that uh, probably all human beings... We, we have a powerful, healing, self-loving, realistic voice inside of us, but we keep it suppressed because we think there's something desirable about our suffering. Mm -hmm. And different kinds of suffering, there's different things that we think are desirable about them. In this case, you're, you're thinking that you're worrying, it is a magical thing, you're going to keep your husband alive, and, and so you're choosing at some subconscious level to, to have these symptoms, and, and when we did the paradoxical agenda setting, you gave yourself permission to, to let go of most of it. And, 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 and it just, it is mind blowing. And, and of course, being a gifted therapist, you, you have a wonderful healing, healing voice, and it's simply giving yourself permission to unleash that voice. But anyway, you, you beat that. I'm going to say something. Yeah. Can I do yeah, something yeah. To, to Michael? What really helped that one, you just stopped and sat there. And I thought, now he's got to tell me more. What, what can we talk about here? Blah, 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 you know? And all of a sudden, the thought came to me that he didn't tell me. He didn't. So it could have, doesn't matter. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever. Doesn't matter. He didn't. That was big. Yeah, huge. Huge. Yeah, yeah. that's neat. I'm so proud of you, and it's such a joy. Who, who won that one? Me. Small or big? Big, huge. Big, big, huge. huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's write that down. Which, oh, that he didn't. He didn't. And my efforts were effective. Well, that's the part that you, you want to keep telling him to take his pills and this and that. The, the part sure. of the thing I want to keep. Well, you can yeah. do some of that. Yeah, you know? that, that's okay. That's yeah. not terrible. Yeah. Ab right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. My wife takes care of me like that too. David, zip up your fly. You're going to Stanford to teach. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, I'm the negative Sherry here. Okay, you, you've been defeating us in these other thoughts, but but there's this uh, this other thought that I know you won't be able to defeat me on, and and that's that if you get up on the stage with 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 Mike and and David, you're you're probably going to just get emotional and start crying. Well, I, at first I thought I wouldn't. I'd try and be cool and collected and not fall apart. And then remember I said, I thought, well, then maybe I'll be too cool and collected and not feel anything, you know, just dissociate enough to just be up there. And, and, but I did cry. So you're wrong. What? You're wrong. <laughs> oh, that's, you did cry. That's what I told yeah. you. You were going to get up on stage and cry and you yeah, did. So you're right. Yeah. I did cry. And that's terrible. You cried in front of all those people and now they're so going. What? Oh, so what? So what? <laughs> Would you put that right over here? <laughs> I don't care. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. Isn't that? Yeah. That's very cool. Hey, hey, your turn. Um, my turn. Yep. Ah, uh, yes, this one here. Um, 
when you when you get up on stage, Sherry, and you cry and you're maybe not able to express your feelings, people will think that you're not competent. You know what? That doesn't have anything to do with it. It really doesn't, does it? It doesn't. I better put that down. Where's that? Oh, here. It's in the back. It doesn't. Maybe I'm more competent because I have, can feel. Put, put that down. Yeah, yeah right okay. there. We could maybe test that out a little bit later. But what did I say? What was the last sentence? I, I doesn't have anything to do with it. it and then it I makes said, me more. Makes me more confident. Because I can feel. Have you ever cried with a patient? Yeah. I think. And I'm not scared to say that now. Yeah. Usually I wouldn't, but yeah, some of the stuff you just. You just sometimes do. You lose it. Yeah. They don't mind. They it's a really beautiful. Don't mind. It's a beautiful no, thing, not. in my yeah. in my in my opinion. It's a matter of tone. Like, if the patient says, "I feel worthless," and then you start sobbing and say, "Oh, I feel well, worthless that's not too." Worthless. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it happened. <laughs> what What just happened? Uh, humor. Was that okay? What does the humor tell us? Huh? Well, I feel pretty relaxed. Yeah. Right now I'm relaxed. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It, 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 and it's also a, a, a teaching tool. Uh, there, when, when you're laughing, uh, there, there's a message there. The Buddhists have something they actually call laughing enlightenment, where at the moment of enlightenment, you start laughing uncontrollably because you've, you discover the thing you were afraid of. Had had no power, and, and it was just a cosmic joke that all of your suffering, through all of your reincarnations, was the result of a cosmic joke. And uh, I love to laugh. Me too. Uh, I love you too. Yeah. David, I'm just thinking about the the two ways to defeat a thought, and she's demonstrating both of them. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah. Um, um, uh, well, did we do, they'll think I'm not competent? Yeah, is that yeah, the we one just we're did working on? Yeah, and then I'll show you another way to defeat that, that, that thought. Okay. Uh, you, you use self-defense, uh, which you argued against the thought and you defeated it. Yes. Um, there, you can also defeat a thought by going in the opposite direction, which is called the acceptance paradox. And, and I'll be the positive Sherry, you be the negative Sherry, and um, that's just what you had in mind. And, and say to me, uh, if you cry on stage, they'll they'll think that, that you're not competent. Say, say, so I, if I cry on stage, say if you you be say oh. if you I'm going to be the positive cherry. Okay. So you're going to try you, to upset you, upset okay. me. If you cry on stage, the audience will think you're incompetent. Well, they'll be absolutely right. I mean, uh, I have many more incompetencies than crying on stage. Uh, that that would just be the tip of the iceberg. Uh, as a matter of fact, and I have wonderful therapeutic skills, and, and I'm proud of what I've done. But there's many things I don't know as, as well. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, in fact, the older I've gotten, the more I realize how little little I do know. 
Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. do, you, do you like that? I do. Uh, yeah. let, I let, thought it would get better once you through grad school and your training and everything, <laughs> but you've still got all these questions. Yeah, I, exactly. And you know yeah. the neat thing about being incompetent? No. Uh, my patients can't even, don't even notice. They don't. Take <laughs> I get them fooled. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, I do. That's uh, funny. And, and yeah, that's just funny. a different a different way of sure. of, of defeating defeating the th the thought. Is there anything else here? Like you're going to end up a well, bag that lady? Well, is so ridiculous already. Mm -hmm. That's what you I know. thought. How about you're going to lose your good reputation? I don't. I don't think so. Not now. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't feel that. Is there anything left here? Any of the negative thoughts that are still grabbing you at all? Well, this one here, I might not be able to express my feelings, because like I told you, I was kind of scared. I'd just oh. sit up here and be professional okay. and all that crap. Okay, Mike is going to attack you oh. with that Oh, one. yes, Jerry. Just remember, keep in mind, when, when you get up there, you you might not be able to express your feelings. But I did do that. I did express them. Would you just put that right yeah, there? Yeah, I did. So we're kind of done with that one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know how you folks are seeing this, but I spent much of my career doing pretty high-level cognitive therapy. I've, I've developed, you know, many cognitive therapy techniques, plus I, I learned, you know, the basic ones from, from Dr. Beck when I was a psychiatric resident and postdoctoral fellow. But it was often a battle with the, with the patient. Do you know what I'm talking about? The patient is yes-butting you and clinging to the negativity. Raise your hand if you... Yeah, yeah. So all, all the hands here are, are, are going up. And you notice that that's not happening here. And that's, that's what the, the, the uh, paradoxical agenda setting has, has, has brought to the table. And suddenly what we used to call cognitive therapy becomes way, way easier. You could really see it in that one moment when I just paused. I, I had a number of different ideas that I could have given her, but when she came up with it on her own, it was so powerful. It was, yeah. Yeah, and and you notice also, for the most part, we're not helping you. We're playing the role of your negativity now. See, before we were playing the role of your resistance, now we're playing the role of your negative consciousness. And and you're the one who's who's doing doing the healing through us. It's like your it's like in your mind, like what with me, what the experience was when those things happened. It's like like a door open or something. That, exactly. You, know, you felt I felt locked up in there with this crap. Yeah. And now it feels like a door open. Yeah. And I, saw, I saw it in a different way. Yeah, they used to talk about LSD like that, like the doors <laughs> of perception. You suddenly see things as, as they well, really I, are. I never did that, but if that's what like, fine. But yeah, it's it's just open. Something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get in touch with, with reality. So let's just do something right now. Um, you had you say you we've reduced the belief the negative thoughts to zero and how anxious are you at at this moment? I'm I'm not zero. Zero. Yeah, I'm not. And how embarrassed are you? No, no, nothing. Okay, zero. and and we have a, <clears throat> a couple more things to do here. Do a little exposure, testing the audience, see how they're th thinking about you. But what would you say the healing elements are here? Because People watching this, they may think, oh, that was too easy, that was a fake. I've had people say that that was a fake demonstration, that couldn't have happened. Or maybe they're going to say this, your problems were too trivial. Maybe 
you know, your husband having a heart attack, that's not bad enough. Maybe someone would say that. You have breast cancer, that's not bad enough. But I can't imagine somebody saying that. Uh, but, but what, what, do you, I'm, what are, are the you? healing dimensions? Why, why, you know, after a couple years of this worrying, and, and is it suddenly disappeared? What, what happened here? Why did this happen? Well, a couple, I mean, you, you guys really listened. First of all, you mm-hmm. really did. I felt very listened to, and 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 like I don't know how you got to bring. Or you said you brought the dogs and the cat in because of what you did, or is that how that mm-hmm. happened? Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really brave of both of you to disclose that. Yeah. I, I always thought you were so big. You know what I mean? You're big. You're a big guy in the in the world. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, well, you know, he's I'm, so I'm ga- big. I'm gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, like. Prestigious, I hope no one would notice. Prestigious, you know. And so I, when I was scared to come up this morning and even say anything to you, because it's just big David Burns, right? And and I'm like, you're really human and, and warm and, and and all of those things. So it's, so that that was helpful to yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I thought know. it would be much more clinical and kind of yeah, you know, just didn't expect that. You were off the bat warm because we talked a bit. Earlier, so I wasn't so worried about that with you, but yeah. with you, yeah. I have much lower status, so I'm <laughs> sliding under the radar. <laughs> Didn't mean to say it that way. No, no, that's okay. No, the uh, Sam was an important healing dimension, and uh, you know, Carl Rogers got the ball rolling on that, the importance of that, and and also what a beautiful thing it is to to be able to be with somebody who's who's well, suffering. Well, with you, though, it's not that you don't have the status, because when you told me you've done a lot of work with him, and you're connect, you know, you text him, you were helping out, and I thought, well, this guy's big, too. <laughs> so, blew my cover. No. There you go. <laughs> but uh, therapist vulnerability and humanness and compassion is, is extremely important. But, but was there anything else? Would that have been sufficient? Well, these distor- no, because these distortions were... Like you just don't know in your own head what what you're thinking to yeah. see it as a distortion. Right. Like we do this work with our clients, we see them doing it. Yeah. But you don't necessarily see yourself doing it. That was really enlightening or, or yeah. awakening. Yeah. You know that hey, I'm doing these distortions, and they didn't even make sense. Yeah. After, Once you after, see it, it's yeah, like it's how like could I have been stupid. giving my? But when you're there, this looks totally. Realistic yeah, before and, you do it, it's like it's real, and then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, geez, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, isn't that an amazing so thing? Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was big for yeah. me. Yeah, that's one of the things I've always loved about uh, working with depression and anxiety is that magical thing when the person suddenly looks at things differently. They say, "This is with malarkey. This isn't true. Yeah. My suffering is based on kind of lies I've been t- telling my, myself." Yeah. It's it's an amazing. Uh, amazing thing. Well, other other things may may come to you as well, sure. and you can tell us tomorrow morning if you know what what thoughts come to you this this evening. But one kind of interesting form of exposure we we could use is is that um, you're afraid that the people here in the audience may 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 be judging you and thinking you're not competent. And one form of exposure we could use. Would be to uh, to do a survey, an experiment, and, and to, uh, to ask them would would that be anxiety provoking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So does that mean that's a good idea or a bad idea? 
it's probably a good idea because you want to do exposure. Uh, you want me to do it. Uh, exactly. And so how how would we how would we we set that up? We we could do it kind of like what you saw on the video earlier today. We could ask people to, to to come out to come up to the front. We can't swing the camera around very very well, I don't think. Uh, so that would that would be okay. That would be okay. So uh, maybe uh, Mike could uh, we we could have have some folks come up here. Uh, would any of you want to come up and 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 respond to some questions that Cherry would ask you about how you feel about what what she's done tonight, how you feel about her showing her vulnerability, uh, how do you, how you feel about her professionalism, th things of that nature, right? Right. So, um, well, no hands are going up. I guess they all are, are judging you. Oh, there's this one guy. Yeah, that, that Alec guy. Now, he's got pretty low standards, so we might. No, I talked to him already today. He's a good dude. He's a Jewish guy. Oh, okay. So we'll, uh, we'll start, to start with Alec. That's, that's, come, come and sit right in this chair, Alec, so then we can get you on Thank you so much for coming up again, Alec. Uh, Hi, Sherry. So why don't I? Yeah, it's on. So why don't we start by you asking Alec questions, and then if he wants to make further statement, that would be wonderful too. But but what what would you like to ask him? Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So so you're a psychiatrist. We I know that you told me that, and. Uh, I, I do sometimes work consult with psychiatrists and everything. So, if you see me here, like bawling and flipping out and whatever I was doing, did that? What did that make you? Might think that I can't manage myself in a session. Did you think that? You know that 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 is actually an excellent question. I I came up here just to let you know how amazingly proud and how much respect I have for you for coming up here and not only for uh, see, seeing what uh, the uh, tremendous amount of courage that it takes to come up here. You and even we, got tears. Yeah, oh, I wow. was, I was wow. very moved by what, what, how, how much courage and how much uh, dedication that you showed to yourself and how much respect you have for yourself oh. in coming up here and talking about all of this and that vulnerability that you showed to, to us really only makes me at least respect you so much more because well, that's just the opposite of what I thought wow so wow I, um, my hat goes uh, goes off to you I'm beyond amazed by the tremendous amount of courage that it takes to for you to come up here. I was saying that to some of my colleagues just before this that I wouldn't have that courage. I wouldn't have that... Uh, I understand. Uh, yeah. I would be frightened beyond, uh, <laughs> beyond anything to just to come up here and ex expose myself. And the fact that you did it and the fact that you were on the other side of that fear and that anxiety um, just really makes me respect you so much more as not only as a therapist but also as a person. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. so much. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. And, and, and I'll tell you, this is something else. 
to, to I see the tears in your yeah, cheek, well, he, cheeks he was, too. He yeah. But but I in in my opinion, <clears throat> doing what you you did tonight, that's the difference between a technician and a healer. Oh, it's a huge honor. Yeah, is, isn't that Nate? You're a healer now. I haven't cried so much since he had his heart attack. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you. There's another. Now, this lady, I know, is quite an angry, judgmental woman. and, and it's a that, of, uh, that was Brandy. Uh, is that Brandy? Yeah. I'm really nervous. That's okay. I was too yogi. No, I'm not supposed to say that. Are you really? <laughs> I am, yeah. I was thinking about coming up here and whether or not I wanted to, and my heart was beating out of my chest, and then I thought, well, you did it. Why can't I do it? Um, I think it makes you more human, and since you're already um, a therapist, you having these issues yourself um, kind of makes it um, less stigmatic, I guess. Um, I mean, there's so many people that have mental health issues and are afraid to talk about it. And uh, I just feel like being able to put yourself out there and having that fear of judgmental um, people judging you, um, I think that's a huge step to self self-esteem because you know, who cares? Who cares if people judge you? That's, this is your journey. And everyone has their own journey. And I don't know, it just makes, makes it humanizing, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. So those are good words. How do you feel personally toward Jerry? Those were beautiful, kind of elegant words. But what is your personal feeling? Well, it makes it feel like there's more of a personal connection. Um, it, it, I think that, um, <laughs> It makes me feel more connected, I guess, to you. Um, um, you like Sherry? I do like Sherry. No, yes, yes. <laughs> Did you know her before the workshop? No. no. And, but you no. feel close to her, and you I like do, her. Yeah. Do you admire her? I do. Thank it you. took a lot of courage for you to come up here and expose yourself and. Um, I didn't even expose anything and I was freaking out thinking about coming up here. So <laughs> there you go, right? So thank you. Thank, thank you. It's beautiful. It yeah. Thank you. Um, one of the uh, women I teach with who I mentioned, Jill Levitt, oh, um, who, uh, who's my co, one of my co-teachers for the, the, the weekly Stanford group. She'll often, she's this incredibly brilliant, warm, well put together, like she's like a kind of a superhero. And I'm just so lucky to be able to teach with her. You've worked with her, you know how fantastic she is. She has online weekly groups, training groups too. If anyone wants to join one of her groups, it'd be a life changing experience. But what we love about her so much, she'll often come into the, the Tuesday group and announce uh, some error that she made with her kids or her patients. And she just totally accepts it. And then we, we just love her. We feel so close to her when she, when she, that's where her greatness uh, comes from. And, and sometimes it's, it's funny things. So she came in the other day to see if I can remember. Oh, I can't remember it. She had emailed more cats. 
Do you remember that one? What it was? He's, he, he's the guy that started the Feeling Good Institute. Yeah, what had happened was um, somebody had sent out a kind of a review, kind of a personal review, and sent it to Mayor, who's kind of the president of Feeling Good Institute, and and to Jill. And Jill responded back, and it got sent out to everyone, and uh, like the entire mailing list, all team therapists. And she was feeling pretty badly kind of about but that. But what was it she said? What was it she said in the email? Oh, yeah. What was it she said? I oh, oh, I remember what it was. She... She she dictated it or something into yeah, her yeah. phone, and and then hit the send button. Yeah. And she was trying to say something like, "Hi, me or," and it came out, "I'm a whore." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was sent out to the entire training list of two thousand people. <laughs> and she came in and told us. Uh, and it, you know, anyway, we'll get back That's to reality. But isn't that funny? That's a riot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to thank you for your bravery. Um, I've been going through a personal anxiety struggle as well. And what you said shifted things for me. So I wanted to thank you. Because as clinicians, we judge ourselves and we shame ourselves for having anxiety. I shouldn't have this problem. I should be better than that. Exactly. And you said, but it doesn't matter when it comes to my competence. It doesn't matter. And you're right. It doesn't matter at all. So I wanted to thank you. It was huge for me. So thank thank you you so much. I just wanted to thank you. In fact, it's more than it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like the competence is greater, vastly greater. Because of the suffering and the, do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because she healed you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I won't forget I'm you. So glad. So thank you for I'm taking so that glad. risk. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's one of the. Oh, sorry, David. It's one one of the beautiful things about the training groups is we we do personal work just just like this all the time and and what what you saw just there is kind of called the chaperone method where when somebody's doing personal work, somebody else gets incredible healing from it. And I've experienced oh, yeah. that many times. It's, yeah. it's incredible. That, that, and the therapist as well, the reason I love to heal people is because when you can't heal someone without healing yourself. That's a Buddhist concept. It's a Jewish concept. It's a Christian concept that, that we're all one. The idea that we're separate is a kind of illusion that creates suffering. And so when you experience this tremendous joy tonight, like I'll be on a high all night long. Well, how am I going to sleep? I would be hyper. Yeah, well, we may not. You know, you can, you can call at three in the morning and tell me what you're thinking about. I'll tell you my reflections. Uh, but but you're touching uh, the, all, all of these all of these yeah, people. No Isn't that, that amazing? Yeah, I had no idea. It's um, amazing. Well, I want to keep us on track, and people have put in a pretty long day, so we might end up our, our evening session here. You know, half half an hour early. And I think afterwards, some of them will probably want to come up and, and talk to you. You're probably kind of getting into rock star status at this point, and we'll find, you'll find out. Um, and if any of you also want to give any comments uh, to, to Sherry, you know, feel free to, to write them down, give her a piece of paper anytime tonight or tomorrow during the, the workshop so, she, so you can get more feedback from people if, if you're if you're so if you're so inclined to do that, and just one last 
point, and then we'll let you fill out the end of session ratings. We've already finished the daily mood log, and then tomorrow morning I can give you the report on the on the brief mood survey, the scores on anxiety and empathy and all of that. But I think we know kind of what direction those are going to go in. But 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 I love having therapy that works because when a person changes. To me, there's usually spiritual messages there. I'm not, I'm not a promoter of, of religion, but I, but I do believe that when we do our deepest work, it has a, a spiritual side to it, that there are important messages that most religions have, have tried to convey in one way or another. And it falls short because people get lost in the rituals of the religion, but they don't understand the meaning always but behind the, the, the rituals. But one of the meanings here is you kind of accepted uh, your, you know, your, your kind of flaws here, and you got up mm -hmm. on stage and, and you just kind of showed your, yourself as a, as a real person of reality, and you, you let the facade go. Yeah, 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 I did. Uh -huh. I didn't think I could do that, but I did. Yeah, and so you just showed your raw, vulnerable, defective self, kind of like my cat, Ubi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then when, when, when that happens and you accept your broken, flawed nature, you become a giant at that moment. Yeah. That's when yeah. the miracle happens. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But we spend our life hiding who we really are and trying to impress people, and then people get turned off. Yeah. Which is just the opposite of what you want. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, and so the, the, there's, there, I think there's a, a really neat philosophical or spiritual concept there. Uh, and, and Mike will now say what it is. <laughs> That's in my next book. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the truth will set you free from the Christian kind of thinking, right? When you, when you, when you have that awareness of the truth. You've, you've blown that lie out of the water. It, it's powerful. In Judaism, we have choose life. Yeah. You know, so, so. What, what is it? Choose life. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So when you're, oh, when yeah. you're expressing your own self and your truth, you're choosing life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and another aspect is, is something that I went in my brain and out, and so I won't even bother <laughs> prolonging this anymore. But I wanted to thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, Mike, and, and thank you, Sherry, for take, taking us on this uh, voyage, this, this this journey tonight. We moved very slowly, I thought, and at the same time, it was like lightning. It happened really, really fast. Well, it feels like fast. it feels like like I was thinking it was going to go so long, and it's like over already. Wow! Yeah, lots happened. Lots it, it, happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Um, I say thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. We got the, the BMS. Yeah. And, and so you can fill out these columns in the back. Sure. And then for you folks, if you have the last page of your handout, I'd be very grateful if you'd fill out, fill out your ratings. It'll just take you 30 seconds, the ratings for the evening session. And then I'll, I'll collect those and give you a report tomorrow morning as well on how you rated the session and also uh, what your negative and, and, uh, and positive co comments, comments were. Uh,
So um, that's all. Now, do you remember what time we're starting tomorrow? Eight, Eight o'clock, right, right. And then we will have a very different kind of day tomorrow. We'll be going through a lot of methods. You'll actually be able to use your handout and follow the PowerPoints and the handout. We're going to go boom, boom, boom with method after method after after method. So we'll be spinning really, really rapidly. And, and doing some exercises along the way and, and hopefully, you know, have, having some fun too. So, yeah, and so, yeah, I, I mean, we already know the answer. The yeah, but it went right down to zero. Yeah, the anxiety went from 16, which was severe, to, to zero. So, um, and then we'll do a little relapse prevention training tomorrow because the negative thoughts will come back at, at, at some point. And, and, uh, and, and so we, we want you to know what to do when, when they try to, to reassert themselves. David, that was incredibly moving and touching. And to see Sherry healed from her, her, the trauma of her husband, the, her, her, the worry and anxiety that she has that her husband is going to die any moment in front of her. And to experience the joy that she did and watch that and hear about that. And even the, the, the um, the incredibly beautiful things that her colleagues said to her. Yeah, it was amazing. I, and some of them that actually wrote notes to her that she got the next day, and I've published them on the show notes. Uh-huh. Uh, more just beautiful comments uh, about about Sherry. Uh, there, there's a few uh, pretty good teaching points we might make here, but first let me just echo your comments on what a beautiful person she is, what a beautiful human being. I mean, I'm not supposed to be talking over the top. I've been advised to be more subdued in my comments, but I, I just thought it was su- such a compelling and uh, an awesome experience for me, and, and clearly it was uh, life-changing for her as, as well. Now, two points I want to make, and I'm sure you've got a bunch of them too, but we now have the answer to this, this somatic claims deal, that you've got to be using some kind of body therapy, and the talking therapy can't help someone with uh, severe trauma. And uh, I, I believe in reality and truth and, and data. And, and this was a session that really happened, and we didn't use any somatic therapy, and her recovery was more than 100%. She went really into a kind of a, a state of almost euphoria, uh, and, and that's what I think happens in, in good therapy, that it's, it's more than the reduction of symptoms, it's the total elimination of symptoms, and actually catapulting a person into a different realm, which you could call a spiritual realm. Now, I'm not a religious person at all, but I still think that uh, spiritual properties are, are are occurring here and and in in good good therapy. I don't care if you're Jewish or Hindu or Muslim or you know atheist or what religion you are or aren't. There there are powerful things that happen and that are almost beyond words. And 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 in her case, one of the powerful things that happened is that uh, your your worst becomes your best she 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 w- was hiding this in the closet and and she she was ashamed of probably of of feeling so vulnerable and so panicky she didn't want people to see her tears and and to see her vulnerability and and see that she struggles that she's been struggling she thinks she's supposed to have it all together cuz cuz because of the work she does and, and everything like this. And, and what she discovered was, was that when she was real 
and, and let the tears flow and showed her what you might call true self. There's no true self, but her vulnerable self, her, her raw self. It, it was actually her best became her worst because all of a sudden she put a spell on everyone in that room. Everyone fell, fell in love with her and the, the, the respect just, just, just zoomed. Well, I think most people in that room would probably have been really bored and, and not believing her if she'd stayed on a superficial level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They and that's lost interest. And that's where most of us stay most of the time. We're trying to impress people. I, I'll give a talk and I'll start trying to impress people with team therapy and then they get kind of pissed off at me. And then I share something vulnerable and show my humanness. And then all of a sudden people feel really, really close to me. It's just a lesson that you have to learn over, over and over again. And, and now a second thing. Uh, is people have said of, of team therapy, oh, David, you claim you get all these rapid changes in people. Well, I, I have to have a two-hour session to, to do this kind of total transformation kind of thing in one session, which often happens, and then people can't believe it, and they want to write it off because they, they don't like the fact that somebody is getting rapid results like that. And if someone had told me 10 or 20 years ago, oh boy, you can, I can cure somebody in a, in a single session, I would have just said they're a con artist or one of these faith healers on TV, put your hand on the headache and they swoon and, you know, it's all about corruption and taking people's money and fooling people. And, and people would, would, would maybe think that about, about what I'm doing. They say, oh, well, d- does it last? Well, see, this session with Sherry was three years ago. And the, the reason I'm showing it now, I had forgotten about it entirely. Uh, and I just, I, I did it at a workshop. I had the video. And then she emailed me a few weeks ago and said, could I, could I see that video? You promised me the video. And I didn't even know where it was. And I found it right there under my computer. And I didn't know if it's, and I plugged it in and there was this Sherry video. Uh. And I said, gosh, I found it, Sherry. I'm going to send it to you on Dropbox. Look at it and tell me what you think. And then she looked at it and emailed me back. She said, this is fantastic. Are you going to use it for teaching? And I said, well, maybe I'll, maybe I will. Maybe I'll show it to my Tuesday group. But, but you know, how are you doing now? Everyone wants to know, do, do, do the results last? This was two or three years ago when we had that session. And then she said, oh, I'm doing great. And then I published a little follow-up note email that I got from her. If you look at the show notes on my website, feelinggood.com. Oh, how great. Oh, I can't wait to read that. Yeah, and it's just so 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 touching. So yes, the results can last. That doesn't mean you're entitled to be happy all the time. We all have our ups and downs. But if you do a good relapse prevention training, the person has the tools they, they've learned already how, how to crush their, their negative thoughts. Because when we did our fractal psychotherapy, it's just always the same thing that comes back. For each person, it's different, but it's the same for you. And, and so once you've learned how to crush your negative thoughts, you've got that tool you can use whenever you need it for, 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 the, rest of your, for the rest of your life. I mean, that's the opposite of a con artist. A con artist wants to keep taking your money. And if you effect, effectively treat someone in an hour and a half or two-hour session... You're, you're done taking their money because you've taught them how to continue healing themselves throughout their lives. Yes, and furthermore, I treat everyone for free, so I don't even get their money the first time around. <laughs> no, so I have no no motive to no, keep them in therapy the... for a long time. <laughs> I just want to, my only reward is to see them get cured and joyous and, and, and euphoric. 
Well, I just, yes, I was talking about therapists like me who do take money still. But um, the, one of the things that I loved, loved is that you ended this uh, work with Sherry with this comment. You said, all human beings have a powerful, realistic, self-loving part inside of us, but we keep it suppressed because we think there's something desirable about our suffering. And I love that idea that everyone has a powerful, self-loving part of themselves. Yeah, and it's just so neat because it makes therapy easy. I used to have to fight with people all the time because I didn't know how to reduce resistance. And now that we've figured out how to reduce or eliminate resistance, we go into teamwork with the patient, and and we lead them and they lead us, and and collaboratively it's like 1 plus 1 equals 10, and recovery is generally just a few minutes away, as as you saw in the Sherry video. Now, one last point I have to make, we'll see if you have any last points. I guess there's a million things we could say, but one one thing is is that there's exceptions to, to every rule. And I've been going around saying that you always have to use exposure to get a complete cure with anxiety. Well, we did use a little exposure with with, with Sherry in, in terms of confronting her fear of the audience. So we used exposure in that sense. But we didn't actually have to use any exposure with her PTSD about her her husband and his you know her fear of of his dying. And a colleague said, "Well, why didn't you use exposure?" And and well, I could have added that to the mix. But by the end of the session, she was so euphoric and so completely recovered that, you know, it's like beating a dead horse type of thing. We don't need any more, any more tools. But I think that's a really perfect illustration that human beings are all different. Yeah, right. And that you started, you know, you got her to agree and you developed that, that clearly showed you had the trust with her that she would go there if you wanted yeah. her to. Yeah. You, but the identifying the distortions and the, the externalization of voices techniques were so powerful, yep. she actually didn't need to do exposure. Yeah. Maybe for someone else, they well, I had a patient today who did not like doing um, identifying the distortions. It didn't do anything for her. So we skipped that. But for yeah. Sherry, it really worked. Yeah, we're, we're treating individuals. Uh, right. We're treating human beings. We're not treating psychiatric di- diagnoses. And, and that reminded me, I've done 50 exposure treatments of patients with severe trauma in the last three or four years Wow! in, in workshops gen- generally. And people have had all kinds of horrific things, abuse and rape and just awful, awful stuff. And I thought back, how many times have I used exposure? And only once. And it was the next day after the patient recovered, I, I, she had one other symptom, and I, I used two minutes of cognitive flooding, and she had pain after several auto accidents. And then after two minutes, her pain disappeared. That was the last symptom that was remaining after the live demonstration. But I haven't used it nearly as much as, as I thought I would need it for 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 trauma trauma patients. I, I don't know why, but that's that's the truth. Well... You know, you treat the individual, not the diagnosis or any, and while there is a team structure, there is flexibility within it. One method will work with someone, another method will work with someone else. And I think as you described Sherry, that is the difference between a technician and a healer. Yes, and Sherry is now a healer. Once you've done your own personal work, you're no longer a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a social worker or whatever you you're, you've become a you've become a healer and so let us know what you thought about this uh, personal personal work because if you think the podcasts with personal work are helpful we we can certainly try to be doing more of them for for you in the in the future and if you uh, so email email us uh you can do it through through the website if you're watching you know or through the comment section 
uh, at the bottom of the show notes. And tell us what you think. Uh, give us ideas for f- future shows. Uh, ask questions for the Ask David segments. And, uh, and there's one other thing. Oh, I was going to say I've got workshops coming up. I'm going to be real short, but we forgot to mention it. But there's the May uh, 19th Anxiety Workshop, the one-day one with, with uh, Jill Levitt's going to be, be awesome. 2019. Yeah, 2019. I've got uh, two intensives coming up in, in July uh, of 2019, the summer intensives. There's going to be a four-day in Calgary and a four-day at the South San Francisco Conference Center. These are going to be tremendous programs. So go to my, my workshop tab at my website, www feelinggood.com and uh, and you can find the links and get all the data, the cost, the registration. So I hope to see you at one of the upcoming workshops. And then uh, once again, just thank you, Rhonda, for being an awesome Feeling Good podcast. And thank you, Sherry, once again, from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of the hearts of so many fans that I think you're, you have now uh, for, for sharing this this piece of your yourself and, and, your and thank heart. you david for creating this team model that is so effective and so powerful it's really a blessing yes it is it just it's fantastic it's just it kind of descended on us and <laughs> it's like kind of like a what says in the new testament an, an effing miracle <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't say that so we better turn it off before we go from bad to worse <laughs> bye-bye bye this has been another episode of the feeling good podcast for more information, visit Dr. Burns' website at feelinggood.com, where you will find the show notes for this episode under the podcast page. You will also find archives of previous episodes and many resources for therapists and non-therapists. We welcome your comments and questions. If you want to support the show, please share the podcast with people who might benefit from it. You could also go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. The theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donsel. I am your host, Rhonda Borowski. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast.